Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 113. I'm Ryan Thogmart and that is Jeff, the funeral commander, Harbison. And Jeff, you are in your office. I'm in a hotel uh, right outside Louisville, Kentucky for the uh, Kentucky Funeral Directors Expo. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's amazing we keep this show going no matter where we are. I'll be in Maine next week. You'll be in Wisconsin. Yep. And then uh, I think we've done these things from out of the country, too. Is that right? We absolutely have. Yeah, you coined it the hustle, but uh, I don't know anybody that hustles more than you do. So oh, thank I'm, you. I'm grateful we get to keep doing this. And speaking of keep doing this, there's only one reason that it's powered. Uh, it's powered by Jamie and the crew. So, uh, Jamie, why don't you share with us why it's valuable to get your money in just a few days rather than waiting 65 because your message resonates. The rest of us have no clue what you're talking about. Come That's on, right. folks. Get your money on that promo. What payment method do you prefer families use for your goods and services? Most funeral homes and cemeteries prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance as the preferred method of payment. However, families who use life insurance are able to purchase the funeral service of their choice and spend 31% more on your goods and services. By encouraging more families to pay with insurance, you can create a better experience for the family and become more profitable without increasing your call volume. The reason most firms prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance is that insurance companies are a hassle to deal with and payment can often take weeks or months to receive. With CJ Financial, you can receive funding within 24 hours of verification of benefit, thereby eliminating the hassle, headache, and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims. Let us show you why hundreds of funeral homes all across America choose CJ for their assignment funding needs, and why many associations, accounting firms, and industry leaders recommend CJ to their clients and members. Hey, Ryan, it's a pretty interesting week, and you and I made a decision not to have any guests because there's a subject that needs to be covered, yeah. and that's education. Uh, we see that Iowa is pushing to be like Minnesota and Ohio, uh, upping their requirements to a four-year degree. You want to uh, start off with some of your thoughts there? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I mean, being in the state of Ohio, it's funny because Ohio has some other quirks, like you can be grandfathered in if your parents have owned a funeral home and you've worked in the funeral home for so long to where you don't have to have a bachelor's degree. And there's just weird things like that. But I, I mean, I don't think that it, I don't think that it hurts the profession in Ohio. Um, I think it definitely um, makes it more difficult for you know someone, a funeral director, to move to the state of Ohio. So I think from a hiring perspective. It could be challenging um, because they're going to have to pass the test in Ohio, and you know Ohio requires a four-year degree, where the state they're coming from may not. So, you know, I I don't fully get it. Um, I don't know why a bachelor's degree makes anyone more qualified to be a funeral director. I think that you know, looking at the Iowa scenario, where I believe in that article, it states that. 100 the, the the mortuary college student is graduating with 110 hours to where a bachelor's degree is only 120 hours so they essentially would need 10 more hours to have the equivalent of a bachelor's degree if they're going to make this requirement i believe that maybe that those 10 hours in part of the mortuary school is more business oriented less funeral director arrangement order taker um, and we look at you know actual 
understanding profit and loss and how to run a business for and give that that type of education that's actually going to help somebody other than just more order taking skills yeah and see I, I i subscribe to everything you say i think in iowa's position another 10 hours if something happens they have a four-year degree i got it but you have a four-year degree in mortuary science you don't have a four-year degree in marketing or any other type of skill where that's sort of applicable sort of like having a four-year degree in criminal justice you're you're pretty much locked however the narrowness of that particular profession degree, that's it. There's only pretty much one thing you can do. What I have the issue with, with the four years, is that it doesn't take a four-year degree to do this job proficiently. Right. I'll give you an example. Colorado. Wow, they've got some really great funeral homes there, and they don't require anything with licensing. But more interestingly, you've got different people who have different personalities and bombers who it, it, I think it's a rarity anymore and there are some and God bless y'all you do a great job but embalmers aren't necessarily good arrangers and vice versa there's people who have skill sets and those are intertwined making it a requirement that you have both from a licensure standpoint and that's a little different from the education yeah, point yeah. but it all ties up together it makes it difficult for instance in Virginia you have to be a licensed funeral director, which means you're a licensed embalmer to sell insurance. That's ridiculous. Just doesn't make any sense. We make up all these rules. Anyway, you're getting back to the hiring practices. We're having less people come into the, the mortuary schools than are leaving the profession. Okay? So if you're a two-year mortuary school, and you can't even work in three states. The other issue is that the people who graduate from mortuary school, half of them aren't in the business five years later. Yeah. So we keep making all these ridiculous requirements in order to work in a business that doesn't necessarily require a four-year degree. That's right. We're the different licensures. We can't break them up. And we're doing nothing but killing ourselves. A four-year degree. Think about... Uh, in fact, I had someone take issue with this, a professor at a mortuary school. Bottom line is, here's the stats. What if you compared SATs? Okay? If someone makes a high SAT or they're going to go to the mortuary route where you have a singular vertical that you can go into. Let's take an RN student. All right? Four-year degree RN. How many different directions can you go? And what's your income immediately? Yeah. See, so you start off as an apprentice with a four-year degree. That's right. I don't know. I just don't think it's the best thing in the industry, and that's why we want to talk about it because guess what? It's a little controversial. Yeah, and it seems like education is a topic that's coming up more and more. You know, Even when we were together in Sawgrass a few weeks ago, that conversation about education and the, the need for change in the education to map consumer demand, You know, I would rather see us have a conversation about how the education in mortuary school and what funeral directors are taught is changing other than making it harder for them to get into the profession. And, you know, I, I fully believe in five to 10 years that hospitality is going to be more important than order taking. And I, and, and that's not getting taught. Listening to the consumer is not getting taught. Event planning is not getting taught. And those are, that is where funeral funerals are going. Um, we're still educating on disposition methods of cremation and burial when that's not going to be a factor later. That's going to be secondary to an event and, and the hospitality services. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation that you and I aren't going to find the answers to, 
but it's one that needs some serious thought and and why are we doing what we're doing and why are we requiring what we're requiring right there's such an emphasis on the schools on embalming and that's a declining um, practice um, another piece of it you mentioned earlier is financials yeah. uh, it does take money to run a funeral business and uh, the folks that are coming through schools today are going to be leaders and uh, owners tomorrow. Uh, one caveat, too, of what you're saying about education, um, we have no training in the funeral business. We have CEUs. I got news for the folks up in Maine next week. You're going to have to participate and actually train. I'm not signing off until you get a go or a no-go. So uh, you can play golf with me, but I'm going to be the, the principal whether you get a diploma or not, and I sign off on your CEU. Anyway, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, just a few minutes ago at Sawgrass. We had our folks from Live Oak Bank that brought us down there, all the leaders yeah. and uh, the industry had great conversations. So this would be a good time to take a break and uh, let's share their promo. Live Oak Bank provides finance expertise that inspires funeral home and cemetery owners to grow their business and preserve their legacy. Their funeral home and cemetery lending team understands the profession from top to bottom. They know what business owners like you need to succeed, so they specialize in providing custom financial solutions accompanied by personal service. They're focused on helping you achieve your goals no matter the challenges. You know, something that you are doing, uh, you talked about uh, with the funeral business, also in education, marketing yourself. Uh, I think you and I certainly have worked really hard at personal brands. We got Dan Assard, who was probably one of the original brand guys, you know, that came out. He did it with a suitcase, you know, dragging all over the place and talking and, well, frankly, pissing off a few people along the way. They know his name. But the bottom line is you had a great video this week. Uh, will you just give a, a short kind of synopsis of what you were sharing? Yeah, I think that personal brand is as valuable, if not more valuable than the business brand. And I'll use my own example. There's more people that know me because of Ryan and the content that I put out, not Disrupt Media. You know, that's secondary to the personal brand. And if you're looking at a funeral director in a community, it's 80% relationship-driven business where funeral directors say that 80% of their business is word of mouth and families they've served prior. So building a personal brand, there's plenty of people that are coming to see funeral director Jeff and not XYZ Funeral Home. So personal brand is as valuable, and in my case, I believe that it's more valuable than the actual business brand. Right. And that, frankly, I think an FDA study shows that the number one reason someone chooses a funeral home is because they know someone there, the right. owner yep. or one of the funeral directors or someone that works. So you're right on point there. Um, let's see. We've got a. Well, by the way, who sponsored that last segment we talked about, Ryan? Last segment is brought to us by the good folks at Sitch Casket. Let's roll that promo. Funeral Nation is sponsored by Sitch Casket. Sitch has changed everything for funeral homes facing declining profits from cremation, with casket quality equal to the top domestic brands, but half the cost or better. Sitch, only your accountant can tell the difference. So we're still in the midst of uh, busy summer state schedules and vacation right. schedules and that sort of thing, but um, it's not too early to start talking about our NFTA uh, that's coming up. I think we're gonna do some things special. We're gonna have some new folks. Uh, we'll be hearing from the Cheerio Boys uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So you guys right. get ready, okay? We're ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's uh, going to be classic, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, those two, man. They're remarkable, and their product is just unbelievable. Fantastic. 
So uh, how about we close this up? This is number 113. It's a wrap. I like this uh, format we had today because we addressed something really quick. By the way, um, just a few hours ago, found out that uh, we lost a celebrity, Kate Spade. Did you hear about that? I did not. Yeah. Uh, it was a parent suicide in an apartment in New York. Wow. So uh, God bless her. You know, sorry to hear somebody lost their life uh, in that manner. That's right. Well, Ryan, thank you. Once again, we knocked it out. And... Uh, you want to close this up? Oh, all right. Until next time, have a great effing week. Out here.